The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Learn to quiet the noise of the ego and connect to the truth of your soul. Join former monk and host of the Practicing Human podcast, Corey Mascara, for Living in Alignment, a weekend workshop live stream, live from Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, June 28th through 30th. Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org slash thrive. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello, everyone in listening land. This is Vincent Jenna, and I am coming to you live from Holly Springs, North Carolina, which is right next door to Raleigh, North Carolina, just in case everybody would like to know where that is in North Carolina. And this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show where I help you unblock those things that are keeping you from creating the life you want and fulfilling your dreams. Today we're going to be talking about a really interesting subject here. But before we do that, just a couple of announcements. I need everyone to tune in and I need you to get your friends and Anybody that you think needs inspiration to tune in next week. I am so excited to have my special guest on. I am having her on because she has become such an inspiration. Did she start out that way? No. She started with very significant emotional issues in life. Excuse me, not because of the way she was being raised, but because of the needs that she had and her parents attempting to fulfill those needs as best they could. But of course, you know, just when you're thinking you're doing the best you can, you realize you're not meeting the needs of this child because this child has specific needs that you may not be completely aware of. You don't find them out until later on. But she came into the world to learn self-love. There was an astrological chart done on her, and it says there in black and white, this is a girl who's either going to love herself or hate herself. And the world would do the same. Well, luckily and fortunately, the majority of the world fell in love with her because she was always such an endearing person, caring person, stood up for the underdog. Always, if there was a person who was significantly depressed or hurting, she would run to that person, embrace that person and do what she can to help that person. She was always that way. But she was also an emotional wreck herself from childhood. She had suicide ideations from the age of eight years old, and her parents got her into therapy right away. There was a seven-year difference, or is a seven-year difference, between her and her brother. And so, uh, 
even though she received a lot of attention, it was a second child. She was the second child. And usually what happens is parents calm down between the first and the second child, right? Any of your moms and dads out there that are listening, you know your first child. Oh, my gosh. You, you hardly even slept because the moment that child stirred, crinkled the sheet, you'd be up. What's wrong? What's the matter? Is he okay? Is she okay? Right? You'd run. They start crying. You ran before the first cry completed its sound, its tonation. By the second one, you're knowing, oh, it's okay. The first one made it through. The first one was fine. And by the second one, you take your time, a little bit more time going. Okay, all right, I know. Let me prepare the bottle, honey. Okay, just wait there. I'm coming. I know you're hungry. I got the bottle. And she's wailing and wailing and wailing and wailing louder and louder and getting so angry that by the time you show up with the bottle, which was only one minute after she started crying, not 10 seconds after she started crying. She was so angry, so frustrated that she even refused then to eat. This was that child's past. And today, this child who became significantly obese through her life, put herself through the most radical change and lost over 175 pounds is emotionally, not only emotionally stable, but capable of counseling and motivating and inspiring others. I am talking about none other than one of the most beautiful gifts in my wife and I's life, our daughter, Kimberly. She is going to be special guest next week to tell you of her journey of how she went from not believing or loving herself into taking the largest self-love love step through all her emotional tribulations. And she always has in life, but you need to hear, not from me, not from other spiritual teachers or the host here, you need to hear from real people that go from a downstage in life to an upstage just from taking one initial step of self-love. So my daughter is going to be sharing that. She's going to be my special guest next week. Be sure to join us. It's going to be powerful. I'm telling you, she's a powerful speaker and she may be correcting me too because that's what she's capable of doing. She's confident enough to stand for what she believes and she shares that. So so please join me. It's um it's for your benefit. Not mine. I already hear it. I already know it. And that's the stop stopping yourself show next week. Yes, that's what's going on. So today, today is also special. Oh, go back and listen to last week by the way. We were talking about Mother's Day and honoring mothers and honoring fathers and the divine feminine and intuition and mother's intuition. Is it real? Is it not real? You really do need to listen to last week's episode. Go download it. Go listen to it in the car. Go listen to it while you're going to the bathroom. It doesn't matter. Take any time that you can to listen to these podcasts because there's so many of them. And, and it's so important. You know, people keep asking me, and we're having a, a major discussion ourselves about spiritual centers and are they really working? 
And because of the coronavirus and the lockdown and people not being able to go and attend this spiritual center, that they go online, is that enough? You know, we can get something online. We can listen to any video, actually. The point is, and the reason why we were meant to do something as often as possible, whether it be meditating every day, taking some time out every day, and not just on weekends, but okay, on weekends, on Sundays, whenever it is, it's not always to constantly learn something new. That's not the reason why you're going. It's not the reason why you're listening to these shows. You, you'll hear a lot of the same information being said in different ways over and over. I'm sure you have. All you listen is today. You've listened to me for a long time. I know it. I know who you all are. You're all fabulous people. You write me. You send me these wonderful emails um, and accolades and tributes to your transformations, and I appreciate that. But I know that a lot of things that I say I repeat in each one of my shows, but in different ways. Well, the reason why that's necessary is because think about how old you are. Now add some other lifetimes on top of that. And so ingrained within you are these deep set of beliefs that not only this lifetime experiences, but past lifetime experiences have ingrained in you. And that ingraining causes your subconscious mind to respond and react. It's trained the subconscious mind how to respond and react. If you know my work, God, it's not working, and you've seen or you've heard about the layers of the mind that I explain from your subconscious mind down to your unconscious mind. Those are the largest areas of your mind, which equal 95 to 98% of your entire mind. The only part that's in conscious awareness is two to 5%. And the 95 to 98% has been doing all the training so in order for us to retrain or untrain some of those ingrained blockages and beliefs, we need to keep hearing things over and over. Practice, practice. Uh, if you've heard anything about how habits are created and how you need to break them, well, there's actually a two different theories on that. One theory is that 13 times in a row that something habits happens, it becomes a habit. So something that you do 13 times in a row, others say that it's 21 or 22 times. And so therefore, I don't care how many times it is, in order to break the habit, you have to do twice as much the other direction. So keep doing it positive. If you do it at least 13, 22, 40 times in a row, you'll unbreak a bad habit. Supposedly, that's the ingraining in your brain. But depending upon how obstinate you are, how strong your defense mechanisms are, where you come from, your cultural background. If you're a New Yorker, you've got a lot of trouble. <laughs> I'm a New Yorker, I can say that, that's why. Because New Yorkers had a lot of stress 
There's a lot of people on top of each other. And so to survive, they had to hold on to their deepest, greatest beliefs as strong as they possibly could. And oh my gosh, try to break those habits. I had a couple of New York clients this week. Oh my gosh, every time I said, do you get that? And they, oh yeah, 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 I get that. And I said, well, repeat it back to me. They wouldn't, they couldn't repeat back. And I'm like, no, you don't get that. Oh yeah, no, 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 I'm not going that. No, but no, you don't get that. You don't love yourself. Do you understand that? Well, I love myself. No, you don't love yourself. It's like, oh my God, stop arguing with the with the psychic. I'm telling you what your deepest issue is. Just listen to it and go. Oh, all right. Well, I had to hear that for a reason. But no, they're afraid to. So, and I'm just using New Yorkers because that was just yesterday and because I'm one. So, but there's, but there's Asians, there's, there are, are uh, whatever Muslims, there are um, Latinos, Italians, Irish, it doesn't matter. Your culture and where you're raised and what your culture is used to and, this, and the environment is used to, that also feeds the influence on what's ingrained deep down inside you. So you have to keep doing the positive things over and over and over again. So just understand, yes, learning is wonderful and hearing new things is fabulous. Oh, wow, that's great. However, that's not the major reason why you continue this spiritual journey, continue reading new books, new spiritual books, especially mine when it comes out. The reason why you listen to these shows on Unity Online Radio, the reason why you go on on Sundays and listen to some online services from New Thought Movements, be it CSA, CSLs, Centers for Spiritual Living or Unity Centers, is to keep reinforcing that positive within you. Even if you subliminally play it in the background, put your computer on, go do your chores or your, your activities in the house for that Sunday, for the day, whatever you, and let the, the, the service play, let the sermons play, let the minister speak, and just on a, an different conscious level, let it sink in. It doesn't matter. It still can work. Of course, not as well as when you give it attention, but subliminal messages psychologists have shown also work. Guys, you can put a tape recorder underneath your pillow at night and play a recording. I used to do that actually, and I would absorb unconsciously the material. <coughs> So yes, you need to listen to some of the same stuff over and over again, over and over again. So today we're going to be talking, and of course, again, the reason why this I, I prefaced my show today with all of that information is you may hear some of the same things, but today is about, do you really hear your soul's voice? Are you tapped into your intuition? Are you hearing guidance? Are you hearing angels' voices? Are you hearing deceased loved ones really giving you some advice and guidance? Or are you delusional? Are you thinking you're hearing, but you're really not? You're really not. Are you making it all up? Are you making it all up? Are you convinced that, oh yeah, oh yeah, no, I'm getting the guidance. 
Are you just guessing your way through life? Okay, are you randomly making decisions, hoping that you're making the right ones? Or are you truly, truly, deeply listening to that inner voice? There are so many people that call me up for readings and, and they're saying that they're doing all of this work, but they're, they're you know, of, of course, experiencing the same outcomes that they don't want. Like that I talk about all the time, especially in, in God, it's not working. They keep experiencing the same things, but they've got themselves convinced that they're they're making their choices. Are they? Are they? They ask me, well, I'm confused between this option and that option. And I'm like, well, do you know which option is coming from your soul's mind, from your intuition? No, no, I don't. I can't tell. Are you listening to your emotions? Have your emotions coasted? gone so out of control that you don't know, you can't decide, is it a gut feeling, a heartfelt feeling, an emotional feeling, or just a thought? Um, I want to clarify for everybody the difference between heartfelt, deep, soulful guidance and left brain thinking out of control, emotional thoughts. See, once everybody feels emotions, they think that that immediately has been created by the heart. And so you've got some people going, I didn't think it through, I went by my heart and it was wrong. And so I know that they never heard their intuition and that it wasn't their heart they were going by. Don't confuse. I'm going to, I need you to take notes on this if you have to. Don't confuse your emotions with your intuition. Now, but you're going to Vince, but you said, you, you know, you need to feel it in your heart. Believe it or not, the feelings are different when it's coming from thought-created emotions versus soul-created, intuitive-created feelings. Thought-created emotions from intuitive-created feelings. I'm going to try to clarify the two because sometimes they feel like they either overlap or they get all jumbled up. Okay, understand this psychologically and scientifically. All human emotions are created by thoughts. So in other words, you have to think something first in order to feel something. All emotions are created by thoughts. So. In order for you to feel sad or upset, you have to think something first. Oh, I miss my mom. Boom. Sadness. I can't believe she did that. Boom. Anger. Wow. 
that was really stupid of me. Boom. Bad feeling of self. So feelings, emotions are created by thoughts. Now, <clears throat> once the emotions come in, the emotions can now feed back into the thoughts or behaviors. So once you feel sad because mom's gone, now you start thinking about other things about mom that make you feel sad. And the cycle continues. It's actually how depression can start because one thought feeds into the bad feeling, the bad feeling feeds into another bad thought, the other bad thought feeds into more bad feelings. And unless you consciously can say and take control and go, wait, stop, wait, that's, that's not true, or okay, I'm not going that, that's not real. Let's think about some of the good things about when mom was here, and that doesn't mean that she's gone, because I can still feel her, right? You have to break the cycle, otherwise everybody would get depressed, and the majority of people have tools and coping mechanisms that allow them to break that cycle, but many people don't, and the cycle continues, and it can turn into depression. Or, or anger, let's do an anger example. They don't care about me. They don't care about what happens to me. And they feel angry. And now because you feel angry, you start having another thought. You know, they never did care about me. Oh, they talk good words there, but where are their actions? And that makes you feel angry. Now you start the same cycle, but now you're creating a case against someone or a group and you become so angry, they deserve to be punished, man. They deserve to feel pain too. That creates more anger. And so that anger can spiral into rage. And we've seen that rage come out. We've seen the rage come out in the United States. We've seen the rage come out all over the world. We see the rage come out because people are building cases. So your emotions are created by your thoughts, which is one of the reasons why change your thoughts, you change your entire life. All right, well, what about the intuitions then? Well, well, before I get there, when you feel anger, when you feel sadness, even when you feel joy, you can feel that feeling down in your heart, can't you? Right, Your heart is actually your major emotional center, which is why stress and anger, things like that, is so detrimental and damaging to your heart. You can actually cause yourself to have a heart attack. My father, though he had some cholesterol blockages in his heart, and chances are he may have had a heart attack at any given time, but he had been at work, he was completely abused, he became so angry, so angry, right? He didn't hurt anybody, but he was off doing his job and just so mad that all of a sudden he got a pain in his chest. He was smart enough to call 911. He knew he was having a heart attack. The anger caused the heart attack. 
because you can feel it in your heart, which is the reason why they developed um, this this organization and um, some doctors developed HeartMath, HeartMath.com, a fabulous place to go where they're doing all research on the heart and actually believe the heart has its own mind. Well, it does. It is connected to both the human mind and the soul's mind. So now when you are becoming emotional, so think about this. Or should I stay with this part, my partner? I don't know. I don't know. So you start thinking things. He's, he's not treating me right. And you start getting upset about it. But you're thinking, you're thinking a lot and you're feeling upset. You're thinking a lot. You're feeling upset. And then the thoughts are going back and forth. Yeah, but I love him. And if I'm not with him, I'm not with anybody else. What do I do? I don't want to be alone. I've been so used to him. And so now the emotions are going back and forth, completely created by the mind, but being felt in the heart. And you usually, usually when you feel the good feelings, the love feelings, even though the same love feelings are being created by the mind, the, the intuition has not stepped in yet. We'll talk about that separately. But the mind has created both the feelings of anger and frustration and resentment and feelings of love and happiness, all in the same discussion. So now you need to make a decision and you think, well, if I go by my heart feelings, my heart tells me to stay with him. And then later on down the road, it's the same old, same old. You wind up fighting with them all the time and you turn around and you say to yourself, you see, that's what happens when I go by my heart. I went by my heart's feelings and they were wrong. I should have gone by my thoughts. My thoughts knew, my brain knew, my intellect knew I should have broke up with him. No, your intellect was going back and forth. Your intellect didn't know poop. We're going to talk more about now when we come back, we're coming up to to a commercial break. Can't believe a half hour has gone by already. This is such an important subject. But on the other side of the half hour, I am definitely going to be talking about how do you distinguish between your soul's mind then when your soul is trying to talk to you? Because I am telling you right now, many, 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 many people are guessing their way through life and they're blaming it on either their heart or their head when it's actually been their heads the entire time that have created their decisions. And you can always tell by the outcomes. The outcomes are always unstable and they can go down the negative road. But when you go by your soul, they're only right. We'll talk about more of that on the other side of this commercial break. I'll see you in three minutes. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself Show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. Thank you for joining me today. listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Welcome back, everybody. If you are just joining me this wonderful morning over here, well, no, morning over in the Pacific, on the Pacific Coast, morning central time, afternoon here on the East Coast and wherever else you are in the world, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna, and we are talking about are you truly listening to your intuition, your guidance, or you're just guessing your way through life? Are you guessing your way through life and thinking it's coming from your intuition? And so you need to go back and listen to the first part of the show where I describe the differences briefly, your brain and your thinking create your feelings and emotions. Your emotions have to follow a thought. A thought comes first and then at that creates the emotion. The emotion then creates another thought, feeds into the thought. It also creates behavior. So it becomes a a triangle effect between feelings, I'm sorry, between thoughts, feelings, behaviors. But let's not, let's combine behaviors and thoughts into one. The feelings always come after. So, So that also means, get this, get this, get this. Somebody is in front of you and says, you're an idiot for cutting in front of me. Um, I was here trying to get gasoline for my car and you're a jerk. Okay, now, before you feel bad or angry at that, believe it or not, it is not an external sentence or thought that creates your emotions, they must come from you. So between the time you feel, wow, what a, you know what, SOB. Oh my God, that pisses me off. I can't believe he spoke to me that way. I can't believe she did that, whatever, right? You had to have a thought first. And yeah. The thought is so fleeting and automatic, you don't catch it, but there has to be one. Or if you're getting into an argument with somebody and you're getting really upset at what they're saying to you, there has to be a thought before you start getting upset. And usually the thought is something like, well, he's right, I'm stupid, I'm no good, I'm not lovable. It's the button that gets pushed and you don't hear it. Your partner says something. Maybe he or she raises a voice the wrong way. Triggers something when when he or she says something to you. You start feeling bad. You want to retaliate. You want to fight back. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That I didn't do that. Right? You had to have a thought first. So it can get very confusing for people to understand the difference between their thinking mind and their feeling mind because you feel your feelings mostly in your heart, your chest area. I don't necessarily think that it's just within the organ, but your heart center, your chakra is there. We kind of, we're the ones that connected it together just so that you know, so that feelings aren't random and all over the place. 
we connected it together when we created the body. So we physiologically can feel something. Panic disorder. Where do you feel panic disorder? In your heart. Why? Your heart palpitates. Right? You start feeling like you're having a heart attack. You can hardly breathe, that whole chest area. What is panic from? Panic is from the lack of trusting yourself, believing in yourself, and all this anxiety builds up and these bad feelings about you, and then you're just sitting there watching TV. All of a sudden, you have a panic attack out of the clear blue. You're feeling it in your heart. So yes, your mind can create out-of-control emotions and feelings. And so it'll confuse somebody when they're deciding to make a decision and they go, should I go from my head or my heart? Well, those are the two wrong choices to make. Especially when you're emotional, because when you're emotional, everything is coming from your head. And so when you think you're making the proper decision based on a heartfelt decision, you're not. You're still basing it on a left brain thought that created a feeling that you're feeling in your heart. So what's the difference between heartfelt emotions created by thoughts coming from your left brain and intuitive feelings coming from your soul? Mm. That is the greatest question. Your soul never creates confusion or over emotional conditions. Your soul will never create confusion or over emotional conditions. Proof. You're getting ready to go to work. And all of a sudden you have the impulse or a feeling of, you know what, I'm going to stop off and um, do my chores in the morning. And then I'll get to work. So I'll, 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 instead of leaving work early, I'll go to work a little bit later. Right. And you go and you do your chores and then you're on your way to work. And then you hear on the news that night that the exact road you take. At that time in the morning had a 10 car pile up accident that chances are you would have been in because it was right at the entrance ramp to where you enter the highway, probably at the exact time that you would have gotten there. And even if not, you would have been delayed, even if you weren't involved in it. So. Your soul detoured you, but not with an over-emotional, horrible, bad feeling or information. It's your mind and your thoughts that wind up interpreting the feeling. That's the whole purpose of intellect. Intellect is there to be able to label what it is you are feeling from your intuition, because intuition does come in feelings right away. <clears throat> no thoughts, but it's not a type of feeling like sadness, happiness, fear. Those are mind-created emotions. It literally is 
a pain. Uh, mm. You're walking into a nightclub. And as you're walking in the door, there is like a, maybe a little energy ping. Mm. And usually it's in your gut. It comes in your solar plexus, which is why we use the term gut feeling. So it's a different kind of feeling. It's not an emotion. It's a feeling. You know, like you get a pain in your arm. That's a feeling. That's not an emotion. It's a feeling. So you feel something in the pit of your stomach. Not bad. Not that you don't want to throw up. You don't double over with a cramp. There's just a twinge. It's not even as bad as a hunger pain, you know, when your stomach starts gurgling or you get real nervous and you get butterflies in your stomach. It's not even that. You're not, the, the soul is not stimulating your nerve endings. It's just sending up a signal. A signal that your body can feel. It does, it's not even in your heart yet. It's in your gut. It's in your body. Mm. And then you go, what is that? Now your mind, your intellect can interpret the feeling. And it, it does it in reverse. It takes the feeling, the physical feeling, even a knowing feeling, a knowing it, it's, it's hard to turn around and say a knowing feeling because that's like really redundant there. I'm talking about a thought and knowing, knowing is about thinking, but is it? No, it's not. When you know something, it's a feeling. It's not a thought, it's a feeling. I feel I know the answer to that. Isn't that what we say? And when we question the answer, then we go, well, you know, what's coming to us. Then we say, I think I know the answer. But even when you know something, you're feeling it, but not as an emotion. It's not an emotion. It's not a, you can't label it as hate, anger, love, joy, peace. It's just something. And then you, you use your intellect to connect to it. And then as you think it through, you go, wait a minute. Okay, so this, I'm just getting the feeling that I need to walk out of this club. I'm getting the feeling that I need to walk out of this club. And again, it's not necessarily a bad feeling. It's not necessarily a good feeling. It's just a feeling that I think I should walk out of this club. I'm just getting the feeling I should walk out of the club right now. And if you listen to it, then again, that night you find on the news that a fight broke out in that exact club at the exact time that you were there. And because you listened to your gut feeling, you avoided it. Hmm, wow. A lot of people who were still there during that fight probably were getting the same feeling and turned around and said to themselves, oh, that's ridiculous. Now they turned it into an emotion. That's ridiculous. Now they feel silly. Now they feel, I don't know, not confident, whatever they feel. I'm going to stay. I'm, nothing's wrong. Nothing's going to happen. I'm going to stay. And of course, then they're right involved and get hurt in the middle of the fight or become part of it, whatever. But, but 
a, the intuition that comes from you, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, you're, you're needing to make a decision based on a move. You want to move and you think, should I go to Chicago? Should I move to New York? Oh my gosh, my head is telling me one thing. I've got family in New York. My heart is telling me something else. No, it's not. No, it's not. Your head is telling you everything right now. That's why you're confused. Confusion is caused by your thoughts and it's usually conflict. And I just had that with a client the other day. There were two places that she had to, she was choosing between, I need to move and I'm so confused as to what to do. I said, no, you're not, you're not confused. Let's get over that. You're not an idiot. Most people aren't idiots. You've gone to school. Confusion is when you don't know something. No, actually it's more conflict because your head is telling you something, but your intuition is telling you something else. There's where the confusion comes in. What should I listen to? But that's not confusion. If you think about it, it's conflict. Should I listen to my head or should I listen to what my soul is telling me to do or what I really want? That's even better. Well, I really don't want to do that. But should I do this instead? I'm so confused. No, you're not confused. You set that up as a confusion. So you have to calm down. You can never, ever, ever find out what your soul is saying in the middle of an emotional outbreak, because again, your soul cannot intercede and force its hand upon you. It can only get you a message, but only when you're open and willing, otherwise, it gets all jumbled up with the emotional thoughts that are going on, your left brain thinking. So that's the reason why meditation, why do we tell people meditate on it, meditate? You got a decision, meditate on it. Why, what do you think we're telling a person to do? We're telling a person to stop thinking. And the only way to stop thinking consciously, well, there's two ways to stop thinking. Controlling your thoughts this is what I mean. Conscious controlling your thoughts. You either go to sleep, or you meditate. Those are the only two ways. And one of the reasons why meditation was created is because somebody turned around and said, well, I want to know what's really going on inside. But if I go to sleep, I won't know. I can't remember all my dreams. So how do I do that? Is there a way of shutting down my mind, but still being awake? Well, let me see if I can do that. Hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Oh my God, I can. Oh, if I just sit here, if I just sit here, I'm going to mediate. I don't like me the word mediate. I'm going to meditate. There we go. I'm going to switch mediate to meditate. Mediate between my mind and my soul. So I'm going to meditate. I'm going to quiet my thinking process. Now, Many of us can't do that. I know I have a hard time shutting down my thoughts. My wife can instantaneously turn them off. <clears throat> God bless her. It's not a skill you can learn. You just keep practicing meditation and don't worry about the mind, ticker taping, ticker taping. You just let it go. Just don't give it a lot of focus. But you need to quiet down. The reason why you need to quiet down your thoughts is because you need to quiet down the emotions. The reason why you need to quiet down your emotions so that you can focus on what the feeling that's coming from your soul. So 
you pose it the question, should I move to Chicago or should I move to New York? What is in my best and highest interest? Not what's in best and highest interest of everybody else. What's in my best and highest interest? I know what my mom wants and my relatives want, but I also know what the job wants. So which place should I go? Okay, so you quiet that down. And so while you're quieting it down, you just present to yourself in a quiet state of being. Let's see, Chicago. So what do you think? Mm. New York. Mm. I'm not getting anything. Ooh. They're in third place. Ooh, bingo. Oh, whoa, what was that feeling? Ooh, ooh, I just got a feeling as soon as I mentioned the third place. Mind, what is that? Wow, you know, I never thought. Maybe I, I am supposed to move because I'm getting that feeling, that urge, but but I'm not getting anything great about Chicago nor, nor New York. So there must be something else, some other place, North Carolina. Wow, where did that come from? That just came to me. I don't know what I was just thinking about. Oh, then there's a television commercial right when I'm thinking about North Carolina. And and my sister the other day was just talking about um, it, the friends that are moving to North Carolina and that all of these opportunities are there. Oh, that feels really good. I'm going to look into that. None of that can happen until you quiet your thinking. Thinking has nothing to do with the start of an intuitive thought. It's secondary to an intuitive. I'm going to correct the thought. Yes, they're interactive, but it's an intuitive feeling. It's never an intuitive thought. It's an intuitive feeling. And the intuitive feeling leads to a thought. It's the only way that it's reversed. The feeling comes before the thought. The feeling comes before the thought. And if you leave it just as a feeling, then you never know what the feeling is. But you got to give it, you got to kick the intellect in at that point. Okay, intellect, what am I feeling right now? What is that that I'm feeling right now? I'm feeling I should turn around and walk the other way. I'm feeling that I need to leave this relationship. I'm feeling that I need to change jobs. I'm feeling that I'm supposed to write a book. I'm feeling that I'm going to be creating a work of art. I'm feeling that I'm redesigning my house. Whatever it is, the gut feeling comes first. But it is a sensation. It could be a knowing feeling. These things are hard to truly explain in human terms because they're spiritual experiences. We're trying to take energy here. This is what I'm trying to teach you all or help you all with. I'm trying to take an energy and translate it into something physical for the human mind to understand. If we did it scientifically, if we did it scientifically, 
right? It's it's if you know your your electrical impulses in the brain, they're stimulated every time you have a thought, you spark an electrical impulse, actually a spark. That goes and that spark goes to a receptor and the receptor creates a result. So that's why the spark, a negative spark, goes and finds the negative receptor. And then the feeling of sadness comes along. And then another negative spark that from a thought goes and finds another negative receptor. Now a feeling of anger comes along. Right? And so your soul's mind does the same thing. However, the difference is the spark comes, but before it knows what receptor to be directed to, the intellect has to begin to interpret that or acknowledge first that something is coming up from the soul. What is that? And you don't even need great details. Right? Albert Einstein said, tell me what God is thinking, the details I don't need to know. So he's talking about that intuitive voice that comes in, that intuitive knowing, that intuitive gut feeling comes in. He has no details as to what it is, but then all of a sudden it gets directed to a synapsis in the brain that creates this idea, this vision, this knowing Hmm, I'm supposed to do something talking about time. I'm supposed to explain it. Now, how the hell am I going to do that? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. If I'm getting that feeling, if I'm getting that spark, I'm meant to do it. So he trusted it. He trusted his intuition more than most did, even though he was a scientist. He was a mathematician. And yet he trusted his intuition, but he didn't want to give credence to just that, but in a way he did. But the other luminaries, Thomas Edison, Orville and Wilbur Wright, Nikola Tesla, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, any of the contemporary ones, older ones, ones that created pyramids, ones that created architectural design buildings and knew that they were going to stand. Who invented engineering first? Who did that? Who did that? You, you think the field of engineering was like developed? No, it was an intuitive thought, a spark from what we knew from something. And that's the other thing. Where is intuition coming from? Where is the soul getting its information from? Something higher, something real, something we've already created. Understand that. So it's even more important. Don't guess your way through life. And, and the thing is, when you think you're following your intuition, know that you're not if the outcome is, is not good. Now, that doesn't mean that every negative outcome is a bad thing, because sometimes you need something that looks negative. It, it's our interpretation that it's negative. It's not really negative. Something sometimes need to be broken down before something is built up. 
A habit is really difficult to break. So sometimes you need to go below the habit and, and lose your defense mechanism and your hold on the habit before you get up, which is one of the reasons why alcoholics, they, some of them have to hit rock bottom. Substance abusers have to hit rock bottom before they can stand to be helped, right? So what the, the system is doing, what the mind is doing, what the soul is doing is trying to release the habit. And the only way to release the habit is by losing the defense mechanism. And when you lose the defense mechanism, another word for that is coping skills. When you lose the coping skills, you're left with nothing. And that's what we call rock bottom. Now, all of a sudden, you can release it. You have the strength to release it, okay? So it's a matter of retraining yourself, opening up, understanding. So that that's why I, I don't want to get off the path there for a moment. That's why some negative things are important to occur. And again, we consider them negative and they're not. In the deck of tarot cards... Um, one of the arcana, and, and Carl Jung helped to develop the arcana and the tarot deck, even though he didn't design it specifically himself, but his ar archetypes were used to create the tarot deck. There is the tower card. If anybody knows anything about tarot, tarot, however you want to say it, T-A-R-O-T, -T, go look it up. Go look up the tower. What is the tower doing? There's a lightning bolt hitting it. It's this big giant tower. It absolutely looks like it's being broken down, but there's also a sun. There's a brightness right behind the tower in the picture itself. But man, does it look like this big tower is falling apart. And some people, they see it. Oh my God, my life is falling apart, just like they do when they see the death card. But in actuality, what the tower is showing that sometimes something old, disabled and decrepit needs to be torn down first in order for something beautiful to be built up in its place. So learn, re-listen to this. We're at the end of the hour again. I can't believe this. So this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. We've been talking about how to know the difference between your intuition, your gut feelings and your thinking mind that's creating over emotions Go back and listen, pay attention, and also use yourself as an example. What have you been listening to? Or what do you think you've been listening to? Was it from your gut or was it from your mind? This is Vincent Jenna. Thank you for joining me today. I hope I impart some wisdom on all of you to help you create the lives you want. We'll see you next week with my daughter, Kimberly, a special guest. Please join me next week and have a fabulous one. And Dr. Dream is up now. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.